0: Good morning. We're ready to jump in here to Matthew chapter 5, verse 31. Uh, This is going to be a very uh, difficult issue to talk over, the issue of divorce. It's not just that it's difficult to talk about today. It always has been difficult to talk about. Divorce has never been difficult. An easy topic, and that's exactly why Jesus wants to talk about it here. It was just as contentious and difficult in Christ's time, before Christ's time, as it is difficult to work through today in our time. So let's look at what Jesus says about divorce, and let's talk about the time that Jesus was living in and what he was addressing, and let's take some of those truths to our day and how we can apply those to what we're facing with this issue of divorce as well. It says this, verse 31. It was also said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So the first thing to notice here is that Jesus is linking the last section he talked about on lust with the next section here on divorce, because he starts out and says, It was also said. So he's he's linking these two together. As so we just talked about in the last episode about lust. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So he's talking to men, we learned. Notice he continues the focus on men. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman, commits adultery. So this verse, again, is being directed to men. Notice also here that he doesn't say that it's impossible to divorce. He does point out that except on the ground of sexual immorality. So he gives, you know, this way out of a a marriage covenant, as much as we see in this verse that God Uh, through Christ is teaching us to stay together and work things out together and how important marriage is to him, he is still having a way out of marriage to someone. So God recognizes that as well through Christ. But the, the thing he's getting at here the most is the issue of faithfulness, faithfulness. I don't think we realize how important faithfulness is to us in our lives. We want to know that I think every relationship that we have is a relationship based on someone being faithful to us, thinking of us, and wanting to be with us forever. I hope that all of my friends will be faithful to me. I hope that my boss or my co-workers or my clients will be faithful to me. I hope that my government will be faithful to me. I as much as I wonder what that actually means, I do hope that my children will be faithful to me. I hope that my pastor will be faithful to me. I'm sure the pastor hopes that the people, those members in his church will be faithful to him. I'm sure every elected official in government hopes that his or her constituents will be faithful to them. We hope that our police will be faithful. Our fire men and women will be faithful to us. The healthcare providers will be faithful to us. I don't think we realize how important it is in every relationship of our life that there really is faithfulness at the core. And please understand this, there is no relationship you will ever have in your life that is more important that faithfulness be at the core than that of the person who commits their whole life to you the one you marry. Your friends may come and go. Uh, your other relationships may come and go. Bosses, government, uh, officials, people, here, there. Everyone will shift and will adjust and change. But there's this one relationship where we commit to death, do us part. That that relationship is shines more than any other of the importance of two people being faithful to one another. God loves faithfulness. Faithfulness is a reflection of our relationship with Him. He's committed to be faithful to you all the way. And we commit to be faithful to Him. God loves to be faithful to you. Soak that in right now. God loves to be faithful to you. And God hopes in you walking out faithfulness to Him. And we see God's love for us not just in our parent and child relationship. We see some of the deepest elements of how God feels about us in our marriage relationships. Those relationships where we've committed all the way to the end. But most of the time, it is those issues of unfaithfulness in a man's heart that lead him away to desire another woman that happened in the ancient time as much as today. It started here in verse 27, and he completes it in verse 31, talking about where, where will lust take us? It will take us to breaking that faithfulness to that woman who's committed everything, committed all the way to the bitter end. He says, you have heard that it was said, you shall give her a certificate of divorce. What that meant is is during ancient times, divorce became something that you did, a man would do just because he was tired of his wife or he just desired another woman. And he was allowed legally to just give his current wife a certificate of divorce. Just say, here you go, honey. And uh, she didn't sign it. She didn't have to agree to it. She didn't say yes or didn't say no. It was it was like cattle. It was like getting rid of an of a of a cow or a horse or something. It's like, "Here you go. You're free to go." And she would just go and marry someone else. Not for any unfaithfulness on her part, not because of anything she had said or done, but just because the man was able in ancient times to treat her like cattle and property and go get him a new one when he was bored with her. How sad that is, that 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 was happening to women back then. And Jesus is not dealing with the woman here because she's not the primary problem, definitely in his time. He is simply saying this to the man, listen, you can't do that to her. You need to love her and be faithful to her if she has not been unfaithful to you and she has not run off with other men with you and committed sexual immorality on you, you have no right to treat her like cattle and drop her just because you're bored with her or because you don't want to spend time or you don't want to work through this with her. You're not allowed to do that. And it's interesting. He he tells the man that if you if you do that, and just drop her because you're tired of her. And go and marry some other woman that some other man has dropped. You've just gone ahead and committed adultery on her. I, I, I never even let that relationship go. Because it had no reason to be gone. And you need to deal with the fact that you have just dropped a loving woman. And picked up another one. And, and what you've done has been wrong. And you need to come to me and ask for forgiveness for that. Just because you have a religious certificate that you that makes it okay legally doesn't make it right to me. Because I love faithfulness. I am faithful. And I want you to, to be faithful to another so that you can learn me and learn what I'm like. And I th- I think that's the real damage we do to ourselves if we just let a wife go for no reason and then go get a new wife. And, and if that continues, especially we damage our own ability to understand faithfulness and know the faithfulness of God. Because we're not learning to walk out faithfulness in our own life. We can't learn and grasp a hold of the faithfulness of God to us. Well, the Lord loves you. And he wants you to know that every single person is valuable. You're valuable. You're your spouse is valuable. Your feelings are valuable. Your spouse's feelings are valuable. Listen, God loves you and he knows what you're you're going to go through in life. I find it kind of incredible here that Jesus, who dies on the cross for our sins to forgive us, I'm, I find it amazing he didn't say, even if your wife is unfaithful to you, you need to forgive her and take her back. Is He, he did not say that here. He said, if your wife is unfaithful to her, that you can divorce her and move on with your life. God loves you and he loves your feelings and he knows that things so severe may happen, it may be impossible for you to be able to forgive like he can forgive. And he gives you a way out. There are things that happen in marriage that are so hurtful, so hard, so painful and things that are out of someone's control, that they do have to divorce. And God sees that and understands that. But it doesn't change the fact that God loves faithfulness. And he wants you and wants me to learn to be faithful. And men, he lays this at our at our doorstep. It's that if we were to leave our wife for no other reason than just we wanted another or It was some easy way out, like in the ancient time it was. Just write a paper and move on, grab a new woman. He says that that we cause that first wife to commit adultery. And again, that's laid at our doorstep, not at hers. She didn't choose this life. She didn't choose what happened in her life. She wanted to stay and be faithful. And we just wrote her off with a certificate and moved on. So that sin is again laid at our doorstep. And we need to come to God and ask for forgiveness for that. Adultery and lust and divorce, these are all sad things and hurtful things. And God loves you and He wants you to be set free of these things. If you're listening to this and you're in a time in your life where you're like, I, I wonder if if a change of a wife would make my life better or make it easier. Listen, if if you were going through severe unfaithfulness... You wouldn't just be asking that question. You would be so broken and torn up on the inside. You would just be trying to make it through and survive each day. If, if you're asking yourself a question, maybe I need a new wife. Maybe that will make my life more exciting or or that'll solve some problems. Just take it from a friend. It will not solve any problems. So many people make the horrible mistake of leaving their first spouse. Thinking the next one will solve problems with themselves. It doesn't solve that problem. So, unless it's grounds of this um, sexual immorality or some severe equivalent type of abuse of one another, I encourage you to seek out counsel, seek out a mediator to stand between and help you to work things out because that woman has committed to you her whole life and you've committed to her her whole life and that faithfulness you have is a beautiful thing and it it's pleasing to God that you have made this commitment together and as you walk that out and work through difficult times it's going to lead you to understand a faithful God who's going to walk through difficult times with you and help you through trying times. I hope this time just talking through this verse helps you to understand marriage a little better and the way Christ views marriage and how important it is. And my my encouragement to you, maybe you have been divorced already, that you not bear guilt and think that there's no way out for you. Come to God and if there was sin, just acknowledge the sin that was done. Ask the Lord to forgive you. He will. And if you're You're in your first, second, third, fourth, or fifth marriage. Just be faithful to who you're with now. Faithfulness is what the Lord loves. And that's what he wants to lead us to do. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to find the joy in being faithful with the partner that we're with. Teach us how to work through the hard times and not to view them as cattle in our life to make it more happy, but as an equally valid individual that we can be faithful and are called to be faithful to, like we want them to be faithful to us. We pray over our relationships and marriages that they would reflect the faithfulness of you, God, that you are so good. And thank you, God, that you always look out for our best, no matter what we're going through, and that you stay committed to us. Help us, Lord, to offer you as well that same faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.